All in favor, say itch manners. Itch manners. And the podcast passes. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Doing okay. You um, have very cute, vintage pinuppy hair today. Thank you. I tried out some um, TikTok viral sock curls last night. A lot of words there. Some of them I understand. <laughs> but you're not on TikTok. Wait a minute. I mean... Are you I, secretly on TikTok and you didn't tell me? I'm not. I peruse Instagram reels, and a lot of those are TikToks as well. Do you well. think that that is like the Mr. Pib to TikToks, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Maybe. It's just that I'm uh, heavy on TikTok. I send you TikToks all the time, and then I'll be like, do you watch that great TikTok I sent you with that funny puppy? And you're like, no. And well, I'm like, what were you doing? You're like, I was taking care of the children. <laughs> I really only get to... Uh, to scroll ad nauseum in the evenings. This is true. When the children are asleep. Uh, so you send me TikToks during the day when I thought you were working? No, most of the time, not to get blue, I'm in the water closet. <laughs> the loo. I've gone to the toilet. I see. Um, not only for that is what we're talking about. It's not. Can I tell you, easily best form of voting. Drop in a folded piece of paper and a hat anonymously. It's the best. Oh, okay. Or it doesn't have to be a hat. <laughs> Let me be clear. It doesn't have to be a hat. It could be anything, right? But folded piece of paper. Ooh, ooh, Charade the... style voting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Little piece of paper. Ooh, ooh, it, pull out of a box. Oh, tribal council. Oh, love did, it. Did you, oh, we're doing voter registration. Did we say that? We, yeah, voting. Yeah. Voting. Um, did you, as a high schooler or middle schooler, practice vote did you guys hold like did like presidential vote? elections in oh, your school yeah we must have i you asked me this question baby that was at least 20 years ago <laughs> oh my goodness gracious saying it out loud is a shock i don't remember period <laughs> uh, I, I i mean we must have i remember getting to cast my vote for was it ross perot or uh, or George oh, W. Right, George H. W. George H. W. Would have been Ross Perot, George H. W. Or Dukakis? No. We did like a like a practice one um, while I was in. Was that middle school or I think it was called junior high then? The first actual presidential election I was able to vote in was uh, let's see, it would have been two thousand. Wait. Oh, no. How old am I? Uh, so 2004, because in 2000, I was not old enough. I was only 17 at the time. Yes. Um. So it would have been 2004. And me as well. And I believe that was uh, John Kerry and George W. for his second term. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um. The and- Pepsi Wars, it, was, it felt like. Wasn't that, that was the whole thing where like. I'm, I'm no? going to let this die okay. on the vine because I have no idea what you're talking about. John Kerry was related to Pret Pret Pret. Pret- you mean the Koch brothers? 
No, they're kind of like Pepsi, I guess. No, Pepsi. He was like, I'm a Pepsi drinker or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, he a, was... a candidate you could really have a Pepsi with. <laughs> I do remember one of my memories from this was uh, kind of, it was a voting day. Um, and my mom's mom, who uh, BB is named after, Barbara, mm-hmm. uh, who I call Granny, we call Granny, uh, was at our house. And at that time, I I didn't know much about her, right? I'm I'm what nineteen? Like, could that be true? Whatever. Or I'd voted maybe in uh, like a state election at that point. Anyways, and I just knew her as like kind of an old Kentucky woman. Mm-hmm. And she chain smoker, chain smoke, uh, chain smoker loved uh, soap operas, sassy, and all the candy in her house tasted like an ashtray. <laughs> she was kind of sassy, and she said, "Your mom." Your mom, let me see if I can do my granny impression. Your mom told me you voted for the first time today. And I said, yes, granny. She goes, and she tells me you voted Democrat. And I said, yes, I did. And at this point, no idea where this is going. <laughs> and she goes, I'm so proud of you. And gave me a big hug. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And that was why years later, when I introduced granny to Teresa, I oh, said. This again. I said, this is my girlfriend, Teresa. We're living in sin. And granny laughed, didn't she? She, she laughed. She laughed. She loved that joke. She it was great. Never saw that woman in a church, so I wasn't worried <laughs> about the joke. Anywho, I'll tell you the worst kind of voting. Public having to say it out loud, say I. Oh, say, say the oh. I's, the nays, yeah. I am on a uh, board for a thing. At the beginning of any board meeting, we have to approve the minutes from the previous board meeting. And they always say, like, all approved say, all approved say nay. And during the nays, everybody looks around like, are you gonna? Are you? I don't know why anyone would be like, I oppose the meeting, the meeting minutes. <laughs> but wait a second. So you're supposed to vote on whether or not they enter the record, I guess. Like you approve. The man, I guess we're supposed to review and be like, wait a minute, Bob didn't say that, or whatever. I don't Who's know. taking the minutes? I don't know. I'm just there to be the young, pretty one. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. All right. I'm just there to engage the young vote, I guess. I guess. So, speaking of voting. Voting. Did Oh, I have another one. Oh, okay. Another question. Did you ever run for any kind of student body, like, office? Um, Not student body, no. But I did run for a historian of the thespian society in our thespian society group, troop thing, whatever they call it. I ran for many, many things. Uh, I can imagine yes. that you did. Uh, when I was in I was unopposed, by the way. Uh, I was, did you I, win? <laughs> they allowed me to be historian. <laughs> um, I can't believe there wasn't more competition for that coveted spot. Uh, when I was in elementary school, I ran for the vice president of, I guess, the student body. And my dad helped me construct a bit of a jingle for myself, because my name is Travis Patrick McRoy, and it went like this. Bo TPM to be your VPN, which is vice president of Miller, which was my elementary school. Vote TPM to be your VPN. Travis McElroy, or vote Travis McElroy, something like that. And then it was many, many years before I kissed a person. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that the two are necessarily connected, but they're not inherently disconnected. Oh, boy. Um, I also, although, so in high school, Listen, you're a late bloomer. It's okay. I'm still blooming. You still know what blooming. I mean? I'm still blooming here. Here, um, I uh, in high school, I ran for I think it was junior class treasure. I don't know something. One of those where it's just like I'm pretty sure I know what that does, but I didn't do anything. Nope. Nope. And uh, I was running on a post, 
And uh, what we had like a closed circuit TV. I promise we'll get to the actual episode in a second. <laughs> but there was a closed circuit like TV news thing that we used. And they would do like every Friday morning, there was a news class, right? And so they had us do like on air kind of like three minute debates. But if you were on a post, you were just supposed to step up and say, hello, my name is Travis McElroy. I'm running for junior class president or junior class vice president or whatever on a post and then step off. So I, being me, and a complete butthole, stepped up and said, hi, I'm Travis McElroy, and I'm running unopposed for junior class treasurer. That means I won't lose, no matter what. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna miss a lot of meetings. I don't even know what a treasurer does, but there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm still gonna win. No one else is running. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> and then walked off. Whoa. Um, yeah, and it was very funny, I'm not gonna lie, but it's just the kind of person I am. Oh, man. Yeah, you wouldn't have liked me in high school. I Hidal. don't think I would have. We talked about this, you would not have dated, you would have been like, that butthole? No way. <laughs> Anywho. Can we say that on Schmanners? I think we can say, I'm not gonna say it a third time. I think okay. three times is too much. Too much, yeah. okay. That's hey, how you keep your PG rating. Uh, let's, let's talk about voting okay um so in the the grand zeitgeist of things america is kind of like all about the voting rights declaration of independence oh sure we sure. do democracy right that's kind of yeah yeah uh, mm. eh, raison mm. d'etre yeah you say? maybe this is the thing i was actually oh, this is weird but i was listening to a podcast today uh called finding drago about uh, in many parts about Rocky Ford, and they talk about how in that movie uh, Russia and America are compared to each other, and they talk about in it how much it's forced that like America is like all about individual freedoms, and it's like yeah, kind of <laughs> that like that's kind of a propaganda thing right. about America. Um. So last year on August eighteenth, twenty twenty. The U.S. celebrated 100 years of voting rights to commemorate the 19th Amendment, uh, which gave some women the right to vote. Yeah. White. White women. White women. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, right? It's always been kind of like an elitist versus populist ideal. And in right? many ways, still is. Still is. Um, the idea that... The, the common, the rabble, although we want to serve them, they, they are not know. smart enough to they pick the people. They don't know what's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, voting was restricted. The, you know, the great American experiment. Voting was restricted to land-holding white men. Yes, of, of age. Of age. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and later, it was extended to all white men, but women had to wait until the 1920s. And uh, You know, I've never really thought about it until I said that, but how different would this country be? Uh, you know, that idea of, like, not knowing what's good for them, right? Yeah. There are many, like, 10 and 12-year-olds out there that in many ways understand issues that are going on in this country better than, like, most 50-year-olds I know. How much different do you think the political landscape would be if if you just like opened up voting to be like, tell me, man, without your parents telling you, who's running? Okay, yeah, you get in there, do it. Uh, but of course, um, indigenous people, um, uh, Asian American people had mm -hmm. to wait a long time. People of color, uh, you know, there there was a lot of missteps, and there is still 
uh, you know, continued attempts to suppress people uh, as far as their voting rights go. And there are, we still, America, United States still has like non-state holdings. Yes. uh, That don't get the vote. Indeed. Pretty messed up here in 2021. Um, So let's go way back. The earliest pilgrim settlers uh, brought the concept of voting with them from England. um, When they said, what do you guys want to have for dinner tonight? Hands (laughs) raised? Corn? Corn? Okay. Uh, But the concept was that only freeholding, meaning land-owning, tax-paying men, could cast votes in their community. And before 1776, the only people who could vote were white male landowners who were Christian and over 21. A lot of restrictions. A lot of restrictions. For the home of the free. So uh, regardless of that, that means that roughly 6% of those people who resided in the early United States were eligible to vote. That's not a lot. No, it's not. That's not a lot. Mm -mm. You know, that's like saying, Mm -mm. hey, we got a class of 100 here. Let's let's choose what we want for lunch. Well, six of you said that you want like boiled shoes. Done. <laughs> so by the time 1783 rolls around and we are done with the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. um, it was decided that states had control of who who was eligible for voting rights. Okay. Okay. Um, and so. Fast forward uh, to, to 1848. Big fast forward. Yes. Big okay. fast forward. Um, there was a convention held in Seneca Falls, New York. A comic convention? No, a voting convention. That, was there cosplay? No. Oh. But there were prominent abolitionists. Okay. And early women's suffrage advocates. And this was where the women's suffrage movement was born. Suffrage means voting rights. Right. Um, big names on the guest list included Susan B. Anthony. Heard of her. Frederick Douglass. Heard of him. Lucretia Mott. Heard of her. And Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Heard of her? Heard of her. Heard of her. Yeah. Now I've said heard of her too many times. <laughs> if that's just what heard of her. Uh, they signed a document. Everyone at the convention, not just, you know, the VIPs. They signed a document called the Declaration of Sentiments. Now, what does that sound a little bit like? The Declaration of Independence, where the it, secret map is. Yes and no. No, there's no secret map. Well, no, you're going to say that because it's secret. Okay. If you knew, baby. Baby? Teresa, if you knew about it, it wouldn't be secret. I see. Uh, Like the Declaration of Independence, the Declaration of Sentiments was a listing of grievances. Yeah. Talking about how demanding greater voting rights for women and how, you know, women have the right to organize and uh, have greater property and economic equality and, and, of course, the right to vote, right? Yes. Um. And uh, included a famous line. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. They wrote that before Lin-Manuel did. Oh, I see. Also before everyone understood the gender universe. Right. Yes. Yeah. The full scope of the gender universe. Full scope. Uh, 1856, they passed a new voting law. 
four more white men. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And that was the year. Listen, we hear you. We, you want voting to be made available to more people. You got it. The rest of you white guys, <laughs> get in here. Get in here. That was the year that North Carolina became the last state to remove property ownership as a requirement, okay. which is a good step, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, but still male. Still had to be male, even if you didn't own property. Okay. You could vote if you were white, but not if you were okay. the others. It, uh, you know. Anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. Next, the 14th Amendment was passed in 1868, granting citizenship to black Americans as well. There we go. Okay. Only citizenship, though. Okay. But better not try to vote. Man, baby steps, huh? I know. Real, real baby steps. Uh, From some real babies. Two years later... Uh, they were able to get the right to vote. So it was very incremental. Um, The 15th Amendment prevented federal or state governments from denying someone a right to vote based on their race. But it it didn't, like, spell out, don't do this, this, and this as forms of voter suppression, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff, um, especially during the post-Civil War Reconstruction era, uh, where there were lots of things like uh, literacy tests and, you know, pay to cast a ballot and white-only Democratic Party-like caucuses and, you know, all BS. of that stuff. Lots, BS stuff. Lots of stuff. And, you know, today this has continued in the form of redlining and other voter uh, submission tactics. Uh, Stuff with uh, proof of identity. Exactly, exactly. Um, And, you know, check out the ACLU. They do great work to reduce voter suppression in black communities uh, particularly. And, you know, Stacey Abrams also. Um, We're going to put their pages in our source list. And we're going to be right back to talk more about the history of voting here in the United States. But first, a thank you note for a sponsor. All right. We want to say thank you this week in part to Curology. Listen, it's not hard to believe that achieving your sand goals can be unattainable. For a long time, I didn't think I could get cleaner, clearer, better skin. That makes it sound like I found better skin somewhere. That's not what I mean. I mean that by working with Curology's dermatology provider team, I was able to uh, find a solution, a combination, a formula, if you will, to help with my skin concerns. You know, things like clogged pores, uh, dry skin, all of that stuff. They helped me find a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked just for me to tackle my skincare needs. Curology matches you with a licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your acne, fine lines, dark spots, whatever, right? All shipped to your door. I, I've had a great experience with this. I love getting that shipment every month. I've seen great results. It's wonderful. You should totally check it out. Take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with the powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Curology.com slash Schmanners for a free 30-day trial and just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash Schmanners to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details. 
We're also sponsored in part this week by Zola. When it comes to weddings, there are moments you'll always remember, and there are moments you wish you could forget. <sighs> you know, like for us, it was trying to get everybody to respond to RSVPs, uh, you know, trying to organize all the details in one place. You know, we had some relatives that maybe weren't as tech savvy, uh, that it was hard to say like, okay, click this thing and then click these links and go to all these places and do all these things. Oh boy. But the thing that I wish we had had at the time that I'm able to give to you now is Zola. Whatever kind of wedding you're planning, Zola.com is the one place to start. They've got your back for all your wedding needs. Looking for a wedding venue? Zola will give you personalized recommendations. Zola can even help you create stunning save-the-dates, invites, and a matching wedding website. And all their planning tools are completely free to use, like a free wedding website that's home to your gift registry, which, by the way, comes with free shipping and returns. So if you're planning a wedding, start with Zola. Go to Zola.com slash Schmanners today and use promo code SAVE50, S-A-V-E, Five zero, all one word, for 50% off your save the dates. Zola is the one place to start for your wedding day. That's Zola.com slash Schmanners, code SAVE50. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts is named Fanti, one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things. We're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we fan-tie you. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. Okay, so where were 15th Amendment, I think, was the last amendment. That was the last one. Next um, will be the 16th, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> and then the 17th. It does seem to go in order that way. Um, okay, so 1872, Susie, Susan B. Anthony. Susie B. Susie B. And uh, Sojourner Truth uh, and 15 other activists were arrested for trying to vote in the 1872 presidential election. Uh-huh. This was a great catalyst for the the suffrage movement and you know would bring all kinds of people together to participate in marching and lobbying and hunger strikes, demonstrations, demonstrations, all kinds of demonstrations. And in 1890, Wyoming became the first state in the US to grant women the right to vote. Okay. After that, 18 other states followed suit. Uh, mostly Western states. Can you maybe guess why? Western states. Um, because there weren't a lot of people there? Yeah. So they were very sparsely populated and were trying to entice people, especially women, to oh. move there, right? So that, you know, so, hey, move to Wyoming. We've got votes for women. I, I mean, listen, I don't think that's uh, incredible. I mean, listen, it, they did what they did for the reasons they did it. But I've said for a long time, as a native West Virginian, 
that has West Virginia has seen a you know a bleeding of of young talent and people who you know graduate from college or high school or whatever in West Virginia talented people and then go somewhere else because they don't feel that West Virginia is welcoming to them that West Virginia should just get over and just start legalizing stuff left and right mm-hmm. and saying like yeah we're cool with this and that's fine yeah whatever so that like people will want to move there and do business there and make it their home. It's not a bad publicity move if you're a state that needs people to come and and do stuff in your state. All right. We're up to 19. And also to be cool, you know, because it's the right thing to do and all that as well. We're up to the 19th Amendment in 1920, uh, which gave women uh, the right to vote on a national level. But what? It still excluded Native American and Asian American women. Okay, so what about that thing back in history about not excluding uh, people based on their race? Mm-hmm, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it took four years, 1924, um, when Native Americans were granted uh, full citizenship and the right to vote. That, that's a deep topic to get into, but I think sure we can all agree is. that's BS. Again, they faced different disenfranchisement de- techniques used earlier on black Americans. But then we continue to expand the right to vote to everyone who is of age over and over and over again. Mm. Uh, 1952, um, the... McCarran-Walter Act granted Asian Americans the right to become citizens and vote. But regardless of how many times and how many amendments and how many, you know, acts are passed, it seems that there's always some way to exclude a group of people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even as late as 1965, there were still different acts being passed uh you know the voting rights act was was passed then which explicitly outlined uh the different like discriminatory barriers that kept people of color from voting and even like i said today there are still practices that encourage one grouping of people to vote over another group um and you know it's not cool it's also um, worth noting that uh, currently Guam and Puerto Rico both don't, aren't able to vote yeah. in, in federal elections. So. so, in 1971 came the last like sweeping legislation uh, where the voting age was officially lowered from 21 to 18 because of the Vietnam War. Uh, oh, yeah. People if argued. If they could be drafted, exactly, they should vote. Exactly. If they're mature enough to fight, they are mature enough to make the decision on legislation and you things know, like that. You know, I wonder if that same logic will be used soon to lower it to 16, because most, if not all states, right, can get their driver's license at 16. I don't so know. why can't they vote? Maybe. So as of 2020, 133 million American citizens were registered to vote. That's a lot. It's not all of them. No. And that's not even including the ones who, well, I mean, I, that's the registration. Voter turnout is even lower than that. Is lower, yeah. indeed. Um, so now, once again, let me say that you should go to the ACLU website. And I'm going to mention uh, several other organizations that w- are very helpful. Um, also go to Stacey Abrams' site, mm-hmm. uh, fairfight.com. And election day this year is November 2nd. Yeah. So and, let's get it. And listen. 
a lot of people only think about elections during the presidential election cycles, right? But there's always state elections, there's Congress, there's governor, there's local, there's city, there's district, there's all kinds of things happening all the time. Uh, this year, we've got governor elections in New Jersey and Virginia, uh, state legislature elections, uh, there's citizen initiatives, mayoral races, there's a couple special elections happening for the state house of representatives. There's a lot of things going on. So don't just wait every four years to care about elections because they're always, especially, hey, I'm just going to throw this out, especially if you're the type of person who win those presidential elections roll around, you're like, there should be a third party. Well, if you want that to happen, that has to start at the very local level and grow from there and not the other way around. Uh, so get registered, uh, go vote, uh, and, you know, fight for change. <laughs> I, I, I mean that, yeah. even though it sounded like I said it like that. Okay, so. It just sounded like a sincere thing from an insincere person. Ugh. Let's let's talk about actionable things, right? So it is very easy these days to get registered to vote. Go to vote.gov and it will outline a very simple step-by-step process. But you do need to know what the deadline is for voter registration in your area. Um, and so uh, that will depend on where you live, right? Uh, whether or not you're, you'll be eligible in the next election or the one after that or, or what have you. Um, but even if, if you go there and you've missed a deadline for the November 2nd one, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then you'll yeah. be there for 2022 and you won't have to worry about the deadlines anymore. You'll just go down on election day. And if you don't know uh, what your, you know, your registration qualifications are, there's another site you can go to, which is a nonprofit site, vote.org. Okay, vote.gov is the government site to register. Vote.org has a lot of great um, information regarding, you know, the different polling locations and things like that, right? And also to see if you're still registered, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if you move uh, to a different district, if you do a bunch of things, you know, there's always check. And they also will sometimes just like, uh, you know, quote unquote, clean out uh, voter registration stuff to be like, oh, we're pretty sure all these are old. Right. And then you find out like, oh, my registration was expunged. Right. Uh, because you may not know this if you haven't voted yet. Uh, you can't just go to any voting site. Yes. There are specific polling places that you were supposed to go to, and then there are also differing, uh, like, things you have to bring with you. Right. Like, so, it's, listen, we understand there's a lot of hoops sometimes that you have to jump through, but it's all worth it uh, to make sure that your vote, and listen, the people who tell you that a single vote doesn't matter, those people are either jaded or wrong, (laughs) and it really does, it all adds up. So once you get there, here are some, uh, Hints and tricks? No, not tricks. Just hey, hints. Hey, here's how you get them. <laughs> um, you should be quiet and polite while waiting in line. Um, it's a good idea to bring a book if you have heard that the lines are long. Um, because of, there's also sorry, very specific uh, laws about how close to a polling site people can campaign. Yes, I was gonna. It's a oh. hundred feet. Yeah, cannot be close and not supposed to like yell at people. Um, 
So let's see. Most polling places don't really like you to have your phones. They're not going to take them from you. You can have them on your person. But if you have your phone out, that's just another excuse for someone to um, to harass you. Uh, don't wear any articles of clothing, accessories, or signs that have particular candidates on it. Again, it's not, you know, it's not illegal to express the person that you want to vote for, but it's another way that uh, people could turn you away. Yeah. Um, or ask you to turn your shirt inside out or remove your buttons or or whatever it is. Um Let's say, yeah, 100-foot free zone where you are required to be back from campaigning for uh, during a polling place. Um, a lot of, by the way, uh, we had a question uh, that I'm going to pull up right now. But the question is about, like, what if you haven't had a chance to, like, research thoroughly in depth, like, all of the candidates and stuff? Uh, a lot of places uh, you will be able to find um, the local chapter of whatever party you are registered with. I like to check the League of Women Voters here mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. I also like to check the uh, Democratic Party endorsements. Um, I don't always go with either of those, but there are um, different um, like papers and magazines in the area. Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh, they always run like a, a voter guide. Always especially helpful too whenever there's like any kind of like ballot issues mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, this is like forever many pages. And it's like, okay, great. Here's a summary of what this thing is about, right? right. Um, and if you do find that you are having trouble with voting, uh, you can always ask a poll worker how to execute your vote. Um, obviously, they can't, they don't like, you know, Tell you how to vote. Tell like, you how to wh- which vote. Which candidate to vote for? And you can't you can't ask about like how many people have voted so far, or how many people have even been there, or anything like that. That's all confidential. But I mean, the process. If you're like, I don't know where to put my pen, type stuff, or this is cut in half, or whatever it is, they can definitely help you on how to execute your own vote. Um. So Maggie had asked the question about finding out who was on the ballot. And this is especially important for people who have not voted before because some um, uh, elected officials, it's not by party. Mm-hmm. So I think like judges, for example, um, that kind of thing. So if you're interested in like, how does this person's like belief system align with mine? It's not going to say on the ballot which party they belong to. So that's definitely something you want to research ahead of time to find out because those are very important positions Mm -hmm. and to find out like, you know, what kind of like track record they have as far as things that they have ruled against and ruled for and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we had a bunch of questions. Let me get your take on this. Okay. Is it bad schmanners to, one, ask somebody or discuss with somebody who they voted for, what they voted for in election. We'll start there. Um, So it is about um, the, you know, read the room. Yeah. And don't just like randomly ask people. I mean, I guess if you're doing like a sampling poll or whatever it is, um, it needs to have some kind of context. Yeah. Is where it becomes whether or not it's polite. Right. I think I would probably... It, it, I, I, I'm not always for the like hedging, you know, of a thing, but this is where I think I would say like, 
are you comfortable if I ask you who you voted for, right? So that way that they are saying like, I'd rather not talk about it and leave it there instead of saying, who did you vote for? Sure. And them having to say, I'd rather not talk about it. Well, because, you know, it's it's your right as a, you know, as a voter to keep it to yourself. You don't have to discuss it with anyone you don't want to. Yes. Um, and I think in saying, would you be comfortable with, or is it okay if I ask you, it acknowledges, it gives them the opening that you're saying, I acknowledge that it is okay if you don't want to talk about this. Right, right. In that same way, we also have people ask, is it okay then, number two, to say to someone, I don't want to talk about this? Absolutely it is. Uh, in, in fact, it's one of your rights as a voter um, that you you don't have to disclose your right to anyone. It is a, a private ballot. One of the, the newer tips I would like to have out there is along with your phone in line, you don't take a selfie mm. with your ballot, right? Yep. Wait till you get outside to take a picture of your sticker or, or whatever it is. Um, once you're in the voting room, don't take any pictures at all. Uh, because again, this is a, a privacy issue. Um, if you got somebody else inadvertently in there or there, you know, there are places where taking a picture inside the voting place results in jail time or fines. So don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make this show. Uh, same by the same turn. Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without him, we would not be able to make the show. And thank you for you for listening, because we would be able to make the show without you. But why? <laughs> um, thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. Uh, if you want to check out all the other amazing shows Max Fun does, you go to MaximumFun.org. They're all there. You can also go to Macroid.family to check out all the other Macroid projects. What else, Teresa? Uh, before I do my regular spiel, we're back on that bacon train. Yeah, we yeah. are. If Look you, that up. That's on McElroyFamily.org.com. Yes, if or, you want to hear... No, no McElroy.family. <laughs> you can hear us talk about the Great British Bake Off, the new season. And we always thank Brent, Brentlefloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art at SchmannersCast, which is where we got our listener-submitted questions for this episode. Also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for our cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, do join that group. Um, Speaking and, of which, uh, you remind me. Yeah. Uh, our next week is next week's episode is going to be about bonfires. Ooh, so if you have bonfire any, night. Yes. So cozy. If you have any questions about, I guess, the etiquette and manners of a bonfire, planning one, throwing one, attending one, if you have any questions about, I don't know, probably don't ask about the building building of one because I don't know how much I'm going to focus on that. But you can, uh, on Monday, I'll put out a tweet from the Schmanners account asking for questions and you can submit them there. Great. And you can also submit your topic suggestions. Schmannerscast at gmail.com. Alex reads every single one. So make sure to say thanks and hi to Alex. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next time. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. 
Audience supported.